1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great night to be a Dallas sports fan. Welcome to Pod Mavericks Mavs party. The Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Brooklyn Nets about an hour ago, 125 to 120. And then within a few minutes ago, the Texas Rangers just defeated um, the Arizona Diamondbacks in the 11th inning on a walk-off home run. What a freaking night for sports. I'm having a great time uh this is the second one of these shows of the regular season and if you're new here there is a pinned link and if you don't see it please tell me in the comments I'll just post it again where you can join our show live come up here talk a little basketball uh let's just have some fun because it's supposed to be fun and the Mavericks are 2-0 and and I'm in a pretty good mood despite being a little bit worried because Hey, what are sports if something not to uh, overreact to in a ridiculous manner? Uh, While you're here, if you would mind smashing that like button, that would help me a great deal and consider subscribing, but I'll probably make that pitch multiple times throughout the night because I cannot help myself. Coming up first, we have a regular and long, uh, often come up guest. Uh, It is our guy, Brian, who has a professional looking background here, so we know he's for real. Brian, welcome to the show tonight. Hit that unmute button and tell me what's going on. Brother.
2: This How you is a frustrating
1: ass game. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. What, so, so, talk, so so I my initial inclination, to all this stuff as a sports fan, is to like be pissed even when we win. But I, I'm trying really hard to not do that yet. And so I leave my I left that game and left the conversation with Josh like I feel a little better but I'm still pretty like holy cow how did like why does Luca always have to be amazing for us to win these games so so what what are you thinking right now
3: right now I am thinking what possible combination we could get in return if we just put Tim and Maxie on a rocket and just blast them in the into the solar system somewhere, like I am. I am so sick of Tim Hardaway and his shot jacking, dude. Because like he's vital to the team when they go in, right? But then when they stop, he doesn't know he's gone cold, so he just keeps shooting and keeps breaking the flow. Of the like offense. if he
1: hits two, if he hits two more shots throughout the whole game, I really think that changes the course of the game. But he was so fucking cold that it became like it, it was. It was nervous. It was like like. The Mavericks are better than the Nets, at least particularly without some of the players they're missing tonight. Um, God, what's their center's name? Um, Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton
3: and Cam Johnson.
1: No, Cam played. No, uh, Cam, play? Cam, Cam
3: Thomas played. Cam, Cam Johnson Thomas played. Out.
1: Yeah, sorry, two cams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really something to to just watch how nervous the game got. Twice, two, three, four times. Like they they were up by a few points in the second quarter. And then there was a pass to Grant Williams. It soared through his hands out of bounds. And then the very next play, Derek Jones Jr. had an opportunity to dunk and they turned it over. And like that was, to me, that was five points. And it's like, there are points in a game where you can break a team's will. And the Mavericks were on the other end of that a couple of times. Like Kyrie Irving brought the Mavs back from from almost like annihilation by scoring those six straight points in the fourth quarter. But it's like that second quarter thing I was just talking about, the Mavericks could have won the game right then. I really feel this way. They're Yeah, better Kyrie than wasn't was. running
3: straight into a brick wall and then just like not getting any foul call. And no, he, just this getting year discouraged he's not and calls. St- and not shooting. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like he, he didn't get the calls, but then he just got discouraged and stopped shooting altogether. He was passing ball to Tim Hardaway and, let, and letting Tim decide how the offense was going to go. And I was like, I don't, I don't
1: the know. The Kyrie of it bad. all. I'm going to give him know. grace
3: though.
1: Well, and I think that's certainly. important. Because like, and I, I always, you'll laugh at this. There's like those three or four accounts that clip every single Kyrie related thing. And if they don't <laughs> like it, they'd be like you, uh, they've come <laughs> at me a couple of times over the years. So I'm always like really careful. But what I like about Kyrie and I mean this earnestly, I don't think he's forcing anything. And no. so the shots are not going. And as I told Josh, I'm like, look, if they get minimal more contributions from Tim Hardaway and from Kyrie, a couple more made baskets a piece, that game doesn't need Luca to be Superman. He just had to do it anyway. Well, I mean, like, and, and so this is where the Tim thing comes back because I don't
3: think if Tim just wasn't out there, wasn't out there at all, like we could have manufactured the 19 points somewhere else. If he just wasn't out there at all, if that was Seth instead, if that was Hardy instead, uh-huh. if that was, God, I don't know about Josh's, if, uh, Exum, if that was Dante Exum instead. Mm-hmm. I think we get those points anyway, and not only do we get them, we get Kyrie able to get himself going a bit easier because he doesn't, like, give the ball up and then be absolutely certain that it's not coming back to him because the second Tim touches it, he's going to shoot it. Like, we don't have to worry about shit like that. To two minutes on the floor. You're right. Like at him being on the court because it's like, dog, you can't treat this dude like a vet. He's got to have a quick hook. Mm-hmm. Like, he's at the Apollo because he misses two shots in a row. He's gone cold. It's fuck because he's not offering you anything really on defense. He can't get inside and score from two point range. God, he showed you that in this game.
1: Were you watching the end of the show, Josh and I just did? Oh yeah. So that that I've watched that clip that that Matej Sport Info yeah. over there in Slovenia posted like thirty times since. I just like that's high school stuff. They could have thrown the ball off the. That's grades he school. wouldn't have known. oh. I just, it's, Tim is just, you know, he giveth and he taketh away, and we're, we're surviving. We're surviving is what I keep coming back to. Somehow. It, it's, it's just him with all of that. Kid's
3: still leaning on Maxi as some, like, plus defensive guy when Maxi just doesn't have it as a five anymore. Maybe as a four, that's still some juice there, but he's got to be in limited minutes. But the, the lively decision, I don't get, and, like, Mav's draft was just on Twitter, uh, a guy whose opinion I respect and who I think genu- uh, genuinely knows what he's talking about, he was on tour to defend me. He was like, "Look, I I don't see why this is controversial." Derek Lively, who, who was
1: saying uh, that, I'm sorry. Mavs Magic draft. On oh Twitter? yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, it uh, of of course, of course, he was
3: Yeah, I I. I I like dude, but he was like, yeah, I don't see what the problem is. I, any, any coach makes that decision.
1: No, I don't agree because if Dwight wasn't scoring, that's all we talk about. But Dwight was scoring and Dwight does do the best of his ability. But like, Why do you draft lively at that spot? Because you think he can do the things that you need him to do, including defend in space. did
3: it in the first half. Yes. He was was the best paint
1: defender and the best perimeter
3: defender.
1: I think there's something to what Josh Bo said where he's like, look, he was out for a long time and he just didn't want to put him back in cold. And I, I, I think there's something to that because I've talked often about how it's important that rookies get a chance to develop in positive situations you don't want to put him back out there to hose him when they're in a, when they're in a tough spot. Yeah, by the
3: end of the game, it yeah. was too late. But we, we come
1: back to the – I'm like, all right,
3: I don't see him the entire third quarter. I'm already pissed. But I'm like, you know what? That's okay. He's young, so he didn't really need it. But maybe kid is saving his legs for the fourth quarter, a long fourth quarter stretch. They start the fourth quarter. Maxi is the lone big. Almost yeah. threw
1: my TV out of my fucking window. That was terrible. Ky- Kyrie was the reason we stayed in it for Luca magic because they were down seven and I was like, Oh fucking no, it was one hundred four ninety seven And I was, I, I was sitting there telling my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'd already pre-written about like 300 words. Like my, I had a whole 2nd like, I need to know why, Ki- why kid is doing this. Like someone please ask. And frankly, I'm just, I'm glad to not have to really address it. It's yeah. just, I really believe that, that lively is capable of defending in space because he did it. And so don't tell me it's about going small. Like it, it's if it, then you're admitting that Dwight Powell is small is what you're actually doing. Like, right. so you're admitting you have this small line. It's like, don't tell me that like, like a true small ball lineup is Dorian Finney Smith at the five, which is what right. the nets were doing.
3: Like this are saying, if, if you really want to combat like a small ball lineup, then the way that you would prove that is okay, Grant, you're playing Grant at, five, at now. five. That's right. right.
1: So it's like, don't, don't, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining, Mavericks. Right. That, that just didn't make sense
3: at all. I, I can't believe he tried that. And I can't believe the people in that media room let, well, I can't believe it, but they let that fly. Oh, it worked. Just like,
1: it worked. We're the, we're the, you know, we're the people you know, a lot of fans, and this is what they hate about me. They hate about Mavs Moneyball. It's like, why can't you just be happy? It's like, I am happy. I'm delighted. But, we don't want to sit here and say in four games, let's see the Mavericks want to skid. We at least want to be looking at what could have like, what, what plays into those things? I like to yeah, basketball, not just like the, the process is as interesting to me as the result. Man, Luca had to play like 88 Jordan for us to beat a, a
3: lottery team that didn't have two of its starters. What the fuck yeah. are we? Of course people can be upset about this. Like I'm, I'm excited for the win. I'm excited. I got to watch that game. He played amazing, but my God in heaven, there were some awful decisions made, like with up and down.
1: We're not playing deep enough into the roster. Like, I thought, you know, maybe it's because we played two funky, funky groups in a row. The Spurs and the Nets both have kind of weird groups of people. They're not like neither one is what you would consider a traditional basketball team. But the fact that we've not gone deeper into the bench, we only saw Curry for nine minutes and he didn't look great. We only saw Exxon for four minutes and he had a breakaway dunk. There's no Rashawn Holmes, no Prosper, no Hardy. And I want to see some of this. You know, we've seen different mix-ups of the same group, but as Josh and I talked about, what is Derek Jones Jr. giving you to where he's earned this starting spot? And that's the thing, man. Because like when Exum got out there
3: for the few minutes he was there, he was good. He was attentive on defense. He was shooting his threes when he was supposed to. So he didn't make any, but he got out in transition. Yeah. He got in the lane. He got fouled. He got a breakaway dunk in transition. Like he was doing everything that you needed to see from him. Yeah. You know to say okay. This guy's playing really well. He needs to close this game for us because he's not fucking this up for us. And we went right back to Tim and Derek Jones Jr. God bless him, Derek Jones Jr. I feel like he's really being hung out to dry because it's like, man, he was getting spun around like a fucking Beyblade out there. We may as well have had Omax out there. if We had Josh jumping around every time somebody flicked their ear, jumping three feet in the air, trying to contest a shot. And, like, just not really being able to control his fast. Like, he had one of those rookie year games where he's just jumping at everything. Right, that really, really pissed me off, and <laughs> man, Max could have went out there and did that. Sure, sure. So I, it was, it, it was, it was just a lot. But we beat two teams we were supposed to, and I, I will say that's one positive we could take away from this game. That we lost like what twenty nine
1: clutch it's games so last awful. year. Every game was a clutch game, and every game hurt me. I, yeah, I and just... and it
3: had to it had to start evening out eventually. That's true, and it's starting to now. And that is gonna. We're gonna lose some, where
1: that the 50, chance. Of course, too.
3: but but the fact that we're already like winning some of these games that last year certainly would have been That's losses. Right. That that bodes well for you know our chances to rather than being a ten seed be you know closer to eight, seven, six, right? Yep. So I'll, I'll I'll take that and I'll take Lively's first half performance and I'll take this Luca game and I'll go home with
1: that. Well, you're the man for kick, kicking us off. Thanks so much for hanging out, Brian thanks for having me bro all right uh all right so now we got oh geez we have full waiting room this is what happens when i start chatting with with my friends here all sorts of people down there all sorts of familiar names and some new names i love this um all right so let's try to fly through folks because i don't want to go for 90 minutes tonight if you guys don't mind i want to go to bed uh but i do love talking to y'all so let's have some fun so uh chris haley thanks so much for joining once again how you doing good just got back from the game and that was nuts you got man, you so for for folks who don't know, Chris travels like three to four hours to go to these games live. He's a real diehard, and then he joins this show. He's a true diehard. So what's yeah, what's what's your observations? What are you thinking?
4: Well, first off, I didn't get my celebratory uh waffle house post-game win, but I got some Mickey D's. So I scarfed a double quarter pounder of cheese before I got on here, so I feel I'm feeling you're gonna pretty... feel
1: disgusting in the morning. Congrat <laughs> that's fantastic.
4: I've been doing pretty good on my diet, but uh lately. But no, the, the game was just um uh, of course the whole game was frustrating, like they kept hitting threes on us. Uh, It was the the revenge game kind of thing, but uh, yeah, it was crossing my mind. Like where's lively at? Like, is he just, okay, maybe he's coming in the last six minutes of the game. Maybe they just didn't want to give him in foul trouble or, or his three point defense. I I don't know, but that was confusing. But when Luca went nuclear and had four threes in the the last few minutes of the game, I mean, it just, it was crazy. I I was sitting in one Oh five row B and the fans around, everybody was nuts. And like, I'm gonna try to hear the game tomorrow. I'm gonna listen to it back because uh, I was around some fans. We were heckling uh, Ben Simmons we, every time he got the ball. We were wanting him to shoot it. We we're like, "We dare you shoot it!" We're just we're, we're just trying to get the Nets to like make a bad play, you know. But uh, now nah, that that was a fun game. Uh, Hardaway was, yeah, I pretty much lost my voice just from yelling. At him. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I swear. I mean, I love him. He he had 19 points tonight, but he probably. If he would have made some of those shots, those other ones, he would probably have had, like, 32, you know. But, you know, Luca once again, had to bail us out. It is what it is. We are going to lose some games this year because of our defense. I mean, uh, I'm hoping that they – I know Dexter Dennis is on a two-way deal, but I would like to see him out there just for defensive purposes. I mean – you think we see a-
1: Omax out there for defensive purposes. I don't, I don't know. We do, we do
4: have a, this bench we could dip on. But we I'm just, like, thinking. I'm just like, man, we're doing this old stuff with Dwight I mean, Dwight Powell made a three. Tonight. I haven't seen him make a, a three since Rick Carlisle was the coach.
1: I mean, it might be the case. He didn't make one at all last year.
4: Yeah, it it, ha- it has to be at least two or three seasons. But, you know, we still have Tim Hard. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr., how long did he play in that second half? It was like the entire fourth quarter, it seemed. Didn't it, it felt like,
1: yeah, he had 30 minutes of run. He, had, he played a lot. I, I just don't get why can't we – we have
4: the luxury to – Kyrie can be on the floor, or Luca can be on the floor. They can both be on the floor. Just try out these other guys. I mean, because sure. on defense, we we still gave up. I, I don't really know what the score is. I mean, we la- I left the game. I, what do what we? What was it, like one thirty two or something? To
1: what, then so one twenty five, one twenty.
4: 120. Okay, but so we still we still gave up one hundred twenty points. Yes. I mean, it just, <laughs> yeah, it was that three point defense. But um, mm. yeah, I, I don't really know what to say. I was just a, just a good win. It feels good. Rangers win tonight. Yeah, we got the Grizzlies. We actually have a pretty decent schedule. Grizzlies aren't that great right now with John Moran. It's gonna out. be a
1: nice fight. They they are they are zero two. They lost to the Nuggets. Um, that game's gonna be rough and tumble. Uh, I really I just
4: think that with the way the season was last year and how we're starting out now. We are healthy. Lucas healthy. Thank God yeah. that we're gonna start the season out pretty
1: damn good. I feel sure. good so far. I'm nervous it, about it, but I would rather be nervous and winning than nervous and losing.
4: Yeah, at least ESPN will start acknowledging Which I really
1: don't care what ESPN thinks. But I, I like start starting to- quiet. I like not being the center because expectations only make. Yeah, you know, when you don't meet those expectations, all you do is go down. So everybody well, thinks the Mavericks are Garbo right now. So if I they
4: watch get, every, every episode of NBA Today, and I swear to God, since the season start or before the season, there hasn't been one mention of the Mavericks in, in well over a month.
1: It's okay. Not to,
4: they're not mentioning well, Luca or Kyrie at all. I'm like, okay, I guess we'll be under the radar. Let's whoa. let's rack up some wins early. He said the, the last previous seasons where we're putting ourselves in a hole where we're like 10 and 12, you know, start the season. So, but I let some other guys come up. I'm just glad we got this win and hopefully let's let's keep this rolling. All, all right, man. Talk soon.
1: Drive safe tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Okay. Coming up next, Um, let's see here. We got all sorts of folks. We're gonna go, and if you if you run up against a, a notification when you try to join the the waiting room that it's filled, just try again in a little bit. So I'm gonna go to my guy Jared next. Jared, I think it has been quite a long time since you joined the show. How's it going?
2: Not bad yourself.
1: I am delighted. Thank you for joining us tonight.
2: There's a couple of things that I wanted to point out. Like in tonight's game, Curry was two of seven from layups, like twenty nine percent. And four of ten in the paint. You're not going to get too many nights like that with Kai. Yeah. Uh, the non-Luka Mavs were six of twenty-two from three, so twenty-seven percent. And teams that have shot over forty-eight percent with at least twenty threes were fifty-two and three last season. So, so to
1: give you guys a little bit more math, there you heard this. So, so Jared just pointed out that non-Luka Mavs were shot twenty-two percent. From three no, no six
2: of 22. 26 of 22.
1: Sorry, 27%. So Lucas makes alone rose, made the Mavericks' percentage point from three go from 27% to 42%. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah, the the Nets shot 48% and hit 21 threes. And teams that shot over 48% with at least 23s last season were 52 and three. Wow. so wow. to get a win against somebody shooting that well is rare and. Everybody else seemed to play horrible. So they really like,
1: did. I didn't, I didn't record, you know, and I'm writing about the game, right? And I have all these notes. I have about 800 words of copy. And then Josh Bo and I started podcasting I'm like, well, we need to lead with Luca and then we'll lead with other good stuff. And then I got past Luca and I'm like, there's nothing else good. This was, no. <laughs> it was bleak.
2: Yeah. That possession, that defensive possession you watched at the end of the last show, mm-hmm. like, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't know what he's doing on defense. It's like people pointing at him where to go. He's facing the wrong direction. He's got no idea. That was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the positive is that that is about as bad as you could imagine most of the Mavericks playing. And to come out with a win against a team who was hot from three, even though you should beat that team with no Nick Claxton and no Cam Johnson, Mm -hmm. still, you've got to look at the positive in that Like, last year we lose that game pretty much every time. Yeah. This year to come out with a win, even with what it took from Luca, Like, at least they held it together at
1: the end. That's right. Jared, thank you so much. You got anything else?
2: No, that's about it.
1: All right, you're the man. Talk soon. Cheers. Okay, coming up next, I'm gonna bring, uh, gonna bring my guy Brandon up. Brandon is a oft recurring guest from last year. Uh, he and I sometimes do have some some internet slowness between the two of them. So I'm pro between the two of us. So I'm probably gonna not talk so much and let Brandon cook. My friend, how are you tonight? Can you hear me? Yes, I can,
5: Kirk. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm.
1: I got a new computer, so hopefully that speeds my voice up. We had my guy Austin on the other night, and it was like his computer was from 1992. So these things happen. I don't know what it is, the software. So, one thing I will tell people is that if you ever have a hard time joining, it works just as well through the phone. So, all right, talk to me. What are you thinking?
5: Kirk, man, uh, that was me that mentioned up the, the defense earlier on your earlier show. And while, while watching the game, I was like, man, they're just getting cooked on the inside and the outside. They were getting hit by threes, and then they were, you know, uh, getting cooked in the paint, too. So, I kind of wonder, you know, kind of like I said, I kind of wonder how much that goes back to, to coaching them, you know, because when they were getting slashed on, it was like three defenders in the paint. Every just like, like when Spencer got that dunk in the first quarter, you know, it's just like cakewalk to them guys. And I kind of wonder if it goes back to coaches not really emphasizing the weaknesses in what they see, or if it's just like, kind of like you said, those guys are just so accustomed to playing NBA ball. It's kind of hard to adjust.
1: I think they need more time together. I think they need film study because a lot of these things, when guys are out of place, sometimes it's because they make wildly bad decisions. Other times it's like what Josh and I talked about, about Josh green, maybe being a step or two off where he's supposed to be. And that causes like a cascade failure. So I think that if they get more time and they get more communication between them. And that's the thing you can always see is like they start, they're chattering more, which is good. Cause you want to know, all right, I made the mistake. My bad. I'll do this. They know what their assignments are. They have to execute. And the the nets ran, you know, very much a five out scheme and they five out and they just drove all over the place. And it was good to see some people really step up and try like Luca, which is, is quite fascinating. And then other guys just get burnt, like they're burnt toasts. So it's, it's a little calm, a little calm, B, the coaching emphasis—it's like how much you probably don't want like. As much as it frustrates us to see kid not coach in game, there's only there's certain things you can't take care of during the game. It's like we have to get together, look at this as a team on tape, and say, "All right, here's I made the mistake. You know, this is what I need to do." And, and that's the sort of stuff I think they figure out over time.
5: Yeah, and another thing, um, man, I hate being a
1: Debbie Downer, but another thing is
5: I noticed once again, Dallas—you know—they kind of got out rebounded. That's been kind of the common theme, if you think about it. For a while, Dallas getting out rebounded. You know, not getting a lot of offensive rebounds, and once again, Lucas primarily getting the rebounds and another person. You know, think about last year. You know, um, it was Luke and another person always got most of the rebounds. And same thing tonight. They only have 40 rebounds, whereas you know the Nets had you know maybe like 44, but that's still more. And you know, with them being you know being a younger team, I'm hoping that Lively and some more guys can kind of you know take that next step to to fill that gap and. You know, get more offensive
1: rebounds, too. Well, I mean, Lively's a big part in that. Um, Offensive rebounds are also something uh, that I think teams undervalue. Um, I hope the Mavericks continue to push it. But when Lively's only going to play far fewer minutes than he did the other night, they're going to get fewer offensive boards. I mean, they grabbed eight tonight. It, It was... Uh, the Nets grab ten themselves. I mean, it's it's. I think we need a, a few more games, but we'll figure it out. Ooh.
5: Yeah, and just one more thing, um, man. That the West is so young. It's like when the talent in San Antonio and Houston start gelling. I'm hoping that Dallas does as well because those guys are young and raw. And once that talent starts gelling, it could be like you know, kind of like maybe Sacramento or you know, a lot of people are predicting Orlando to take that next step. Maybe because they're so young. So I'm hoping that rockets
1: Dallas- look bad, bad. Like they've looked unbelievably dark, but the Spurs, man, they, the Spurs look feisty. They are. They are.
5: I'm just hoping that Dallas could take that next step. And, you know, kid being a, a offensive, you know, guru, I'm hoping that he could really teach those
1: guys how to play. See, you know? this is tough because I don't think I think kid is an offensive savant. I don't necessarily know if he can teach them offense because to him offense just happened. He was a one man fast break. Like how do you explain something like how do you explain something that comes so natural to a guy like him, you know? That's a good point, but I think about it like this. He was he wasn't a terrible three point shooter,
5: but he wasn't the
1: best either. You know what he I mean? He got better. He used to I mean it, like they used to call him Ace and Kid because he didn't have a J
5: you didn't have a J up in them and you know kind of I don't know I think stuff like that like talent you can't teach like mm-hmm. those passes this highlight reels, you can't teach that but I don't know but I'm just hoping that you know some of that some of that good talent rubs off on those guys but
1: I think the West is gonna be fun. This hey year. we're we're two and oh though so if it's it's everything you know I told the team I during the offseason I kind of was preaching give me those first ten games and give me six and four you give me six and four that's a 60% win percentage over the course of the year. That's no, that's like 50 – what is 60% of 82? I should know this math. Um, about, it's 50 games. It's 50 games. If they win 50 – no, that can't be right. Whatever. Who cares? 49 games. I, I don't care. You win 49 games, I'm going to be freaking ecstatic because they these are the games they, they didn't win last year, particularly after January 1st. And so if – you know, some of the things we were wondering, like can Lively play at all? Yes. You know, can uh, uh, you know, how does how do Kyrie and Luca work together? So far, hard to say, but they've won two games, and I think they actually work great. Like some of the questions that we had are not as pressing as before, and so if you are making, if you are winning games while answering those questions. That makes suffering some of the losses later on a little more palatable. Because like, do you remember when we lost the opening game last year because Kid played Javale? And we're, it's just like there were at least fifteen games where I'm like, why did Jason Kid do that thing? And so it's like it, you you win three or four of those at the end of the year it matters. So,
6: and, and just one last thing. And think about this. I'm like, you know, I wonder if he primarily
5: put. Tim out there to load this box score, to give them a lead, you know, that first game. And if he's kind of like, Tim, you're going to be the guy to give us so many points, to give us, you know, a boost in the first quarter, second quarter. You know, you're going to fall off that second half, but we need some type of scoring. I wonder if that's his job, you know, kind of like West. They expect him to hit so many threes and that's it if tim is kind of that guy where he's just going to be the person to get the engine started
1: i also think tim's out there it's like trade bait where it's like hey look at this tim hardaway he looks fantastic and the problem is he's shooting 35 percent from the floor Mm. so all right my friend thanks so much for joining you got anything else that's it thank you kurt all right we'll talk soon all right all right let's go next to simon simon how's it going uh hey can you hear me kurt I can. You sound great. What's going on? Yeah, well, I don't have my camera
6: on because it's. That's okay. What time is it I'm here on the East Coast? Almost 1 a.m. Sure. I Waited this long, so but I'm but I'm I, glad oh, to be
1: I'm gonna. I'll try to prioritize my East Coast guests. Oh, I don't worry, that hey, it's... I saw, it's
6: it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm a little tired, so I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Couple of things.
1: Did you have fun? Oh, it was a, it was a it was a hell of a game. No. Well, very
6: very very entertaining game very fun game to watch except for you know does it is it just me or does like Jason Kidd just like seem intent on playing lineups that he knows are going to the Mavericks fans like
1: it's tough because you want them to experiment and find stuff but then there's <sighs> you know and and that worked and and that worked two years ago because
6: eventually toward the end of that year they did find the right combinations but last year you know they they lost so many games early in the season when they just didn't have that margin for error, and right. You know, the, and the West is going to be just as tight this year. And, where you have you start Derek Jones Jr. in back to back games for for what? For, like, what what are you what did what are you what are you gonna see from Derrick Jones in a game that you're not seeing in training camp that you're not seeing in practice that you're not seeing in the preseason that you're gonna put him out there in the starting lineup? And he's going to show you something that you didn't know, like you thought he didn't have. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, oh my god! You know they had they had Maxie and Dwight out there in, in the same lineup. And then I think it was you, you probably can remember. I think they had Kyrie, Dwight, Maxie, Josh, and Tim. I, I, what kind of fucking lineup is that? That he's like. What is that? Can you? Explain I don't have me? a good
1: answer for you because Derek Jones was like the last dude we signed, and for him to be a starter makes a me feel like I'm taking player. crazy he's pills. Minimum, he's a minimum player. Yeah, I mean, I think he has a, a role. I didn't think it would be this role. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, his, his role is what is one like is like when
6: Grant and you know like when Grant can't go, you know, he's he's like kind of the next man up but when when all the other forwards are healthy and available he 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 really shouldn't see the court now i gotta get this off my chest let's hear it tim hardaway jr all right and i know i'm not the first guy to come on tonight to vet about Hardaway, but i just really have a particular distaste for the way that guy plays basketball um now I'm sure like most people listening have, have played basketball at some level or played pickup, you know, and, and, you know, like that guy, that one guy who, you know, like, as soon as you, t- it touches his hands, like, you know, that that that's going up. There are times when like Tim Hardaway gets the ball, like when he crosses half court, it, you, you just know, you just know it's going up. You don't even have to like, you don't even,
1: you ever Man, see that GIF is- of that of of that fat dude shooting three pointers, and all he's doing is hitting like the top of the glass, and it looks yeah. like <laughs> yeah. that's what his shots look like when he's off. It's like the the uh, it's uh, honestly it kills the thing
6: me. Is you know, but the ironic thing is, like, even when he's making shots, I-, I like him even less because then that gives him that like gives him the gumption to then go and shoot more because he's hit a couple, and it's just like uh, that's right. Like it's almost like you, it's almost like I'm rooting for him to miss so that. Jason Kidd can mercifully yank him out of the game, so I don't have to sit through this. Like, like you know, just from my personal experience, like I played, I played junior college basketball, right, where you have a bunch of guys who, are, all they're trying to do is get get their stats and get noticed so that they can get to the next level, and that's, but it was, so I had five Tim Hardaways on on the court at all times. So it just it just bring it brings back bad memories, and it and it. Oh my god.
1: I got the I got the gift uh, of the like, fat guy shooting. Just so just so everybody can know what we're talking it, about. I pulled it up uh, on the no, screen.
6: I think one of the earlier guys brought that one sequence where he, he missed that floater in transition and then Josh saved it. And like he's like so got his, he's got his back to the basket It just turns like I mean he's got he, there's no rebounders there. You know, Brooklyn's got three guys under the basket. There's not. It's like, what the hell? That was man?
1: like a that was a bad YMCA move. I hated it.
6: I I gotta ask you this too, though. Like, because I was looking at the stats, and you know, Brooklyn's three point shooting. They shoot they shoot 21 of 43. Now, uh-huh. I, I, I'm kind of debating myself about this. Is that you know, it did seem like they were they got really hot from three, and I don't know if that was just the Mavericks. The, you know. Playing bad defense, or or uh, they're built the to play you, like that.
1: They're built to play like you know, that. I mean, like Spencer I mean, shooting, hit, like Dinwiddie that was the pain
6: threes.
7: point.
6: Yeah, uh, Dor- Dorian hit four threes. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, if Royce O'Neal, I think hit three in the fourth. I mean, there, there was a point in the fourth quarter where it didn't seem like Royce O'Neill <laughs> was ever was ever going to miss another shot, and and I mean, if <laughs> I mean most of the takeaways from this game, like every you know, seems are negative
1: except for the fact that Luca just Luca good. Yeah. No, that's the correct <laughs> takeaway. Everyone was bad, Luca good. And I hate it that it's that simple, but it really was. I, <laughs> I mean, mean I, yeah. I kid you not. The ESPN I just went to it because I was curious I was gonna pull up the box screen because I closed out of it. On the right side of the page, the top headline, Luca Special wins it for Mavs, wows everyone. That so yes, <laughs> like that was more or less the gist. Luca, good news at 11. So, <laughs> and one more thing is like,
6: you know, that one, the one, the one shot he hit, obviously, toward the end, where he basically shoots a hook shot on the sideline where he banks it in. I, one of the things I get frustrated with with Luca is whenever I see like the videos, and I think, uh, Grant Aft, Seth, you know, he, he does a pretty good job on his YouTube channel of like, po- you know, he posts like the pregame workouts for. Kyrie and Luca and like he really does like shoot Kyrie. stuff
1: like that he really does he screws he around. Does, he does but it frustrates you because even when he goes
6: through his normal routine he doesn't look like he's shooting everything every like regular shot like regular shot that you would take in a game like with purpose as opposed to a guy like Kyrie when like Kyrie goes through his his routine or whatever you know every it seems like everything he does is purposeful you know he does he goes right hand left hand he goes pull-up jumper going right, pull-up jumper going left, and, and just kind of and kind of alternates. But it all seems, like, very purposeful. is out there just, like, he's kind of joking around. He's, like, slapping high fives. And then, like, he gets bored, and he throws up the, like, floater where he tries to touch the rafter and, and then make it. And then you're saying, what the hell is he doing? But then he goes out in the game and makes a shot like that. And like, I, I guess there's a method to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't
1: know, man, but thanks for letting me in. Uh, sure, was, uh, thanks for staying up late. Talk yeah, soon. Holy crap out. All right, talk soon, Kurt. All right, uh, we got like what five people left. Um, I'm going to let my guy, Ewan, go so he doesn't get in trouble with his wife. He's up late, I can tell.
8: What's up, man? Hey, what's up? We back, baby. <laughs> Two in a row feels good, 2-0, right? Two and yeah. Oh, uh, man. I'm not going to talk about Jason Kidd. Sure. We have 80 years more that to discuss. I'm not going to talk about Tim Hardaway because we know once he put his head down and start to drive, that's like recipe for disaster. I'm not gonna talk about that. What I do want to talk about is if you look at Kyrie's reaction to that Luka shot under the basket, he's just like, "What the fuck? Like, did that, that really happen?" Like, he's in awe, and you know, Kyrie played with LeBron. He had to deal with that aura and the aweness of Le- LeBron. And now he's he's playing with someone else and he's like really seeing it like, you know, all the media people that would say, you know, Kyrie's maybe the best player, Lucas not the best player on the team. And that moment I think Kyrie just had a, like a – won't say epiphany, but it's like, yo, like this guy's really like he's really that good. Like he's really like he's really Great. Uh, You know, know,
1: we haven't talked about Kenyon Martin's really interesting comments on that uh, one show. And there's a reason why, because I don't really want to give oxygen to to that sort of thing. But I think it's just to sort of talk about it in the context of this game. I think it's hard to explain Luca to people who haven't played with him because there's a there's a certain um, I think the French would say je ne sais quoi. Like a uh, uh, an indescribable thing about him that makes him him, right. and when you play with him, it's like, oh, oh, okay, I get I- it. And and I mean, Spencer felt that way. You could like Spencer kind of talks about it, and I wouldn't shock me if Kyrie does later. It's like Kyrie's one of the greatest basketball players on the planet too. But there's just something there right now when a guy's cooking that you just got to step stat- because Kyrie's done it. Like we'll probably see Kyrie do it this year. It's just, it's great whenever another guy can, like, watch it and go, oh, okay, I get this now.
8: Yeah. Because he yeah. didn't really
1: get that experience with those games because they were awful last year when they were yeah. – I mean, the team the, the team was bad, but the Mavericks didn't win.
8: Yeah, true. And you know how, you know, Grant Williams, he was on the opposite end of a lot of those Luca Buzzabitas being a Celtic. So now he's, like, on the opposite side to see what it's like, you know, now, like you said, he can – you always see it as the opponent, but now you're on the other. You're on the other side as like the excitement that comes with the craziness he does. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like Spence and Dodo. They see Luca do that to plenty of other teams, but now they're getting it done to them. So I know Dodo is probably like, "Oh my god, man, you gonna do that to me? Like, you really gonna do that to me?" So that was one of the fun parts of the game tonight. And um, last thing I have to say is just. I know Kyrie might take a while to get warmed up because, you know, he's a little bit on the, the older side, but it's just – I would like some games where Luca don't got to go go He don't got to go, you know, super Saiyan for us to win. I want a 21-point game, you know. I think Luka we'll
1: get it. I do. I
8: really Kyrie, do. Yeah, and Kyrie go off for like 35, and Luca just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want him to have to can't, can't continuously have to drop 40. Nah, I
1: don't think he'll have to. I, I really do think he'll be better. He'll be okay. I really – i. I'm not like the the kind of shots Kyrie's getting are good shots that good are shots. not going, you know. And he made a couple in game one, like the twisting fallaway layups over big guys, where it's just like, yeah, he's this this dude's a wizard. So it's yeah. like once the it, he'll he'll get some like he had a he had a right no, it was a left handed layup in the first quarter, not go where you could tell he was just like, what in the fuck, right? And and that just is kind of that was the way the game went. That's all right.
8: Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. One more thing, like. Mm-hmm towards the end of the game, like three minutes left, you know, i spoke spoken the last the last recap with, you know, the running up and down, the fast pace. It's like, like I said, it's always good. It's good for the show. It's good for the eyes. It's good for, mm. you know, the fans and Luca. you could tell that Luca sensed that, like, the game's getting out of hand now. We're doing too much bad possessions. He got the rebound. He's like, yo, let's calm down. Let's run a play. Like, That's like,
1: fine just, in the fourth. Be the hammer exactly, in the
8: fourth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I always loved that part. Loved that part of him is like, when it's time for us to execute, you're going to need that half-court savvy that Luka has and the intelligence that he has. As much as you want to run up and down, you need that, especially for, for a quarter it's, time.
1: It's, it's midnight, so I got a take yeah. that I've been sitting on. Did you watch any of the Bucks game the other night?
8: With Damon? Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah.
1: yeah. So Dame got 17 free throws and was just a killer. And they did something for Dame that I want to see the Mavericks do for Kyrie, which was Wait, set a screen s- half-court super high screen and let Kyrie go downhill not Luca Kyrie right let speed and the side to side really help because I mean I, Dame is a special player Kyrie's a different kind of player but Kyrie's like short game like the 15 12 15 foot mm-hmm. is murderous when he's got it going I just want to see something like that
8: yeah, that that's good. What the Bucks are doing, they mm-hmm. pretty much screen for Dima, half court. like he's. Stuck well, I want to
1: see that, like yeah. you know, we get tired of the Mavericks um end game stuff where it's like dribble, dribble, dribble. Luca, give me some of that with Kyrie. Give me some super high screens and like an actual screen, not this horse shit where they all like oh a screen and people are twelve feet away from one another. Like that's uh-huh. not a screen. That's a switch.
8: Yeah. Oh well. All right, man. Uh, listen, I'm always excited for the wins. You know, right, baby. All right,
1: talk to you, <laughs> man. Right. Yes, sir okay david welcome to the show how you
9: doing uh pretty good uh i'm on my phone so hopefully looks it's... good all right yeah no
1: i uh, mean it's easy that's why i keep trying to tell people it's like you can just hop in here like this
9: yeah wi-fi has been out so i had to watch the mavericks game on my phone as well dedication so that... that's what i yeah. like to hear Yeah. so you know i've been on this uh mavericks roller coaster with y'all since like 2019 or so <laughs> and it's just And like, I'll be honest, like at first it was like, oh yeah, like, like I liked more locked on because it was, uh, because they were more positive. And then, uh, and then now it's been more like, oh man, like I was calling for the Kirk rage in the summer, uh, in the chats. And I was just like, oh man, I did not like our off season very much. I thought it was okay. Um, but then, uh, preseason came and I was like, just really, really disappointed and now I'm like, hey, man, you can't go 82-0 and if you don't, you know, win the first two. So, uh, <laughs> so you know. So you course, weren't happy with the offseason. I liked it for once in my life. I, the reason I wasn't, I mean, like, look, I, you know, listening to podcast, like national podcast. Yeah. Or it's it. like
1: it feels like it's too little too late for a lot of people. That's, yeah. I think, part of it.
9: Yeah. I, I think one of the things was, like, um, you know, none of the players that we picked up or anybody that we picked up. I mean, like, I really love, you know the fact that we have a, an opportunity in growth in omax uh i was kind of against uh lively but i'm wrong so uh he's great uh i wanted cam Whitmer so bad it's um, tough
1: man he's staring at us but i'm it's working out so far
9: yep yep and then like really love grant um so i so that i was excited about that part of like hey sure. you know lively looks great everything but it's like every like everything else we picked up was like I think Seth Curry is a redundancy, like, in our in our options here. Like, I think we already had Tim Hardaway Jr., which obviously we see how he's playing. But, yeah, um, it, like, for me, I was just like, man, like, everybody we picked up, everything we got are all backups for if we really want to make a run at this. For the most part, like, if we want to make a real actual run. And it's like, I know they did the best with what they had, and I'm excited about that, but – it's just a roller coaster for me. It's like, we played really bad and then in, in parts of this game, but we, we won the game and being excited about that and seeing Luca just, I mean, I think Luca is going to have a, a statement year this year uh, because like you start looking at it, like he was been kind of disrespected in the, in the MVP sure. chat, right? Like the, who would you start the GM? Who would you start your, uh, your team with, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, kinda, I mean, there's kinda, a
1: lot of people that have shot that have shy Gilius Alexander above him and i really like shay i think he's fantastic but luca's done it it's not not like a a done it once like done it repeatedly and the thunder have kind of made the playoffs once and that's not on him it's it's part of him but it's let's everybody take like it's a new thing thing i remember this when luca was was the flavor of the month you know in, in his rookie year it's like eventually everybody becomes the villain and honestly i'm surprised that that hasn't you know I'm surprised that wasn't a bigger narrative coming into the season, but I think everyone was just kind of bored with the Mavericks. And if they're able to be functional, then they go from being that to being interesting.
9: Yeah. No, I, 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 I have hope only in the fact that like the West is really tough and we have to win the games that, uh, that we have to win. And I think like we need to beat Memphis, but like these first two games were games we were supposed to win. So, uh, that's the, I'll take positives out of it, but you know, I just can't wait for, for, you know, I, I hope we don't have to have rage Kirk later, but you know, this is great. So I just want to say awesome podcast.
1: Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you listening. I, uh, you know, I, I love those locked on guys too. Um, I, Nick and I hung out a week ago and I hadn't talked to him in person in a while. And I'm just like, man, I was really, like, I was like more bummed out that him and Isaac aren't going to be show, doing shows together anymore than I would have possibly You know, it's just kind of weird. So you get kind of, you get oddly emotionally attached to your basketball, uh, to your, to your sports things. So David, thanks so much for joining. I hope you come back. Thanks. All right. Krishna. Actually, you know what, Krishna, you're coming up next, but I got to make my pitch. It's too late in the show, but I I should have done it at the 20 minute mark. Like, uh, like Jonathan always tells me to, um, please subscribe to the show. Please like this show. Please tell your friends about this show. Um, we're grinding the way. I'm hoping to get to 5,000 subs by the end of the year. We went, uh, we gained like 150 the other night, which was pretty cool. Uh, So if you guys uh, would, would do that for me, I'd really appreciate it.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
10: And the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um, Krishna, welcome. What's up, friend? You're muted, I think.
7: Kirk, how are you now? Now you can hear me, right? I
1: just got real tired, but I'm okay.
7: Cause we're almost done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted. Also. I, I watched the first half of this game. I had to go do something I left for a quarter and a half and I come back and oh, oh goodness. That baseball was, game seemed stressful too. Both were horrible. Both. I had both of them on and I was like, okay, I guess we're losing both games tonight. And then the, the Mavs game ended and I was basically dead and then the rangers game ended and i was like i i can't do this anymore this is going to kill me this is going to kill me but I, it was good if it it gives me very reminiscent vibes of the 60 2010 game and in the, in the sense of all the frustrations from that game are still there but you just got to marvel at like how good this guy is at basketball like it is a ridiculous level like we are seeing you know, it, it's almost like the Green Bay Packers where they had Brett Favre and then they got Aaron Rodgers, like mm. that's what we've got right now. We just saw Dirk Nowitzki for like 20 years and now we're getting Luka Doncic who's somehow better. Like I, I love Dirk. Dirk is always going to be special and like you know, he's a different it's a different qual quali- quality or qualifier. Like right, he's just like the first great player in this franchise. Not to say like Mark McGuire, Melinda Blackman not great players, but know he's the first like legend and now you're getting this guy right after like i just don't i don't think it's that fans don't get it but i also i feel like sometimes the front office and the ownership doesn't get it but you know it's 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 a very very special thing to have because so many franchises would bite your hand off to have dirk Nowitzki and luka Doncic, right as your as your players but I mean, there's not much to say about this game other than it feels a lot like what we talked about in the preseason. And, you know, I specifically remember this point. I said, it's not that I don't trust these players. I'm just very worried about this coaching. And, yeah, I don't think anyone played particularly well. Like, I'm a huge Josh Green defender. Most people, I think, know that. But Josh did not play good tonight. But And it feels like he's kind of going back into his shell, though. He's taking shots, which I don't mind, and he's still giving you energy, but he needs to be more productive. You know, I think you would say that also, but I don't know what it is. Like, just, I feel like you start him. Like, I don't, I don't understand the, the lineup calls and the rotation calls. They feel very, you know, it feels, it feels like you're trying to play chess and you're playing checkers, you know, like that's what it feels like with Jason Kidd is he's trying to, you know, castle and you're playing checkers jason this is not it's not chess and he's making things too complicated and you know it feels almost the opposite of what you know jason would have complained about when rick was his coach where he would have said oh you know everything is too complicated i don't need all this stuff where jason is now doing the opposite where he's making things too complicated when it needs to be simple and it's a very funny ironic thing in a way but like, I, I'm not going to complain. You need these wins. You know, these were the games that just didn't go for you at all last season. Like, we were horrible in clutch time mm-hmm. all season. So, it's very good that you can just rely on a guy to hit four threes in a row That's right. and, um, and, and get you a win. But uh, it'll be interesting. The Mavs have always, for some reason, played the Grizzlies well. And I think part of it is the Grizzlies don't, they've just never had a great half court offense. And no, no. And it's rough right
1: now. The only thing that's rougher is what's going on in Toronto, which is basketball war crimes. If you've not checked out what they've I mean, had, they scored, I think, I'm going to go just pull this up. 103.
7: I think they scored one Oh three. The total. Raptors did. I think so. The, they won, but they lost by like a point. There was
1: something going on in the first half. Cause I, I, I have to check. Yeah. The Toronto scored 34 point 35 points in the first half. And then the game went to overtime and it was 103 104. That's <laughs> <laughs> they had 40, 58 minutes of basketball. They scored 103 points. That is like, the- like, like three yards in a cloud of dust. Basketball.
7: The worst part about that is I'm pretty sure they have like five guys on expiring contract. But I would
1: like, I would take like half their players. Oh, yes, yeah. You're right. Like
7: Pascal, OG. I don't know. I, I think Gary Trent is on. Like, they have like so many guys on it. Masayu Ujiri is. I don't know what is going on there. But, you know, that's that's its own problems. And I think it's interesting. I think this defense definitely needs improvement. We saw this even in that 2020. I'm not super worried about it because I think a lot of that switching and, like, the communicative stuff, I think yeah. comes with time. I think so, and too. I think what I think what was more concerning last year was it felt like we just don't have any personnel for it or effort, right? It just felt like no one was putting in effort on the defensive end where I feel like guys are doing that now. Um, the, the, really, the only other concerning thing was I would have said Lively was playing well up to up to when he was playing. I think and he it was feels, playing well.
1: It's yeah, it,
7: it feels like a, a cheap excuse to say oh they're going small ball and he wasn't playing well because I I remember vividly this drive. I think it was you the Cam Tom Cam Thomas or no 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 it was Lonnie Walker. I
1: get Cam Thomas and Cam Johnson confused, which is why I've avoided saying it for almost no. two hours now.
7: No, no, no. I was thinking Lonnie. I was thinking who was the small point guard that that drove? It was it was Lonnie Walker. He just drove, and it looked like he was he got he beat his man. Right? I think Mm -hmm. I don't know who his man was. And Lively is just there and just goes vertical, and he does a great job just stopping Walker. And it's like, yeah, I get they're playing small, but they're they're gonna drive on you. Like you don't have the perimeter defenders of a Toronto who are long and lanky, but not like big. You know? Yeah. It just felt like a overthinking situation, which unfortunately i think we're going to think about it all week and it's a very funny contrast you know not to get too much into baseball bruce bochi is like the exact opposite the guy like doesn't overthink anything so it's a lot, it's a lot of like, vibes from the from the the other coach <laughs> yeah he's well he's he's been in this position like, he's won three sure. world series and i think it's like his third team to take to the world series which i think is a record also like he's six and oh in game sevens which is like that is an insane stat but he's very much like a opposite he's He's kind of like a, I don't know, like the NBA. He's kind of like Donnie Nelson in some ways, where it just feels like Donnie knew what to do in like the, like in in the moment. Like he just figured it out. Like, you know, it's a why he, like he got so many weird teams to perform for no reason. Yeah, but but you know, we'll take what we'll get. I I think. Not the worst, not the best. Just happy to get a win and, and get out of here. Honestly, all right, just man. Prep for okay. Monday. Well, yeah, Monday. What, what time does
1: Monday's game start? Because these seven thirty starts making me mad because they're really seven fifty starts. When is that? I don't, need to just don't
7: get me started. I'm pretty sure it's seven. I saw. I saw. <laughs> is it an away game three? or a
1: home game? Says the guy who has who is running the podcast. It is. If it's an away game, it'll be seven o'clock. What
7: the heck! It's not telling me.
1: That's great. No, it's at the Grizzlies. Yeah, seven o'clock start time. Oh. All right. Yes. Okay. We can do okay. this.
7: We can do this. Yeah, because I saw you and Nick. Like three Dallas teams are playing that day, which I'm. like, Yeah, I don't. I don't that think graphic
1: was wrong and made me angry. And it's like, did, who did someone make that? Anyway, no, whatever.
7: they are. They're all playing on that day. Oh, that's the same
1: day. I thought that was today.
7: No, that's what I thought too. I was like, I know two of them are playing. No, they're really all playing on Monday. All right, no. man. We'll talk soon. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, take care, Kirk. Good okay, night. We
1: got two more folks. And we're gonna go to bed. Um, Parth, Partha. Sorry to make you wait so long. Thanks for joining the show.
11: Hey, uh, can you hear me? I can. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, geez, I don't even. It's a. I was thinking about what I was trying to figure out what to say the whole time here, and now I have nothing. That's okay. Uh, what did you like? Wanna... Tell me.
1: What was your favorite play of the game? I'll interview
11: you. I mean, you I I just want to start with like Luca's absolutely and like mvp best player in the world form like i think you could (laughs) see it in the second half when like things started to like feel like it was slipping away a little bit and like you could see him like getting angry a little bit like talking Mm. to the refs like flopping around a little bit but like you don't you really usually don't we didn't see him all last year make the adjustment coming into a half being like okay lock the fuck in you know yep like and he did like because the team just wasn't Honestly, it wasn't good enough for him to want to... I mean, I'm not making excuses, but like you're digging yourself into so deep a hole, it's hard to motivate yourself to come back that hard, you know? Yep. And, I mean, he's playing as as good defense as I think we can expect him to. And he was, I mean, sensational tonight. But it feels like, I mean, just, again, what uh, Krishna said, a lot of overthinking from Jason Kidd. And the thing I was most excited about going into this season was that we were almost never blown out last season, right? It was always a close game. We always got to this situation basically, and I thought that we had enough around the margins to where that I don't I don't think we were gonna like start blowing teams out the way we think that like an easy win should be. I think we're still gonna be in the lot of these games, but That's I think what we'll I thought have,
1: tonight was gonna be. I was wrong. Yeah,
11: I've, yeah, I know, and I just feel like we just have just enough to where. More often than not, those things will kind of scrape out for us just because, I mean, they, at least they should if the best players are on the floor at the same time, which again is not a guarantee with Jason Kidd. Because, I mean, I don't remember what the stat was, but it was like in the minutes that they had, it was Luca, Kyrie, Josh, Grant, Derek Lively. It was like a plus 88 or whatever, just an absurd number. And it's just so clear they all work well together or well enough to where it's clearly the best thing you need to do. So I don't know what's happening there. Truly. I really don't. But also I think one thing is I really don't know what's going on. Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, I mean, even behind the scenes, like what is he even playing for right now? Is it just to see like, Ooh, like maybe can I go to Atlanta? You know? Yeah. It's just extremely frustrating. Like, because I mean, I've I, honestly, God, I've been defending Tim all summer. Like, God bless him, he went to war with Luca when nobody else did, you know. Right. And it's just like it's just truly not winning basketball in any sense of the word. Like the way he's playing, so it just makes you question like how things are being handled. Because obviously, he's been dangled every trade deadline for God knows how many years, you know. So it just feels weird. Like this is definitely coming to an end, but not nearly in the way that either party thought it would, you know?
1: Ah, it's really something else. Let me read you. Let me read you what, uh, to, so this is, this is Tim's final series of, of, um, I don't know at what point this was, but if you go to NBA.com, you can see kind of like individual stats when you click through, right, right. when you click through box scores, this is Josh Bo. I me mean, this. Jump shot missed shot, driving float jump shot missed shot, running jump shot missed shot, jump shot missed shot, jump shot missed shot, driving layup shot missed shot, pull up jump shot missed shot, jump shot made shot, driving floating shot missed shot, driving floating jump shot missed shot. So, for those of you who are at home, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, (laughs) he was one of his last 10. That's remarkable
11: congratulations tim <laughs> Hon- honestly impressive yeah that he found a way to keep getting the ball mm-hmm.
1: well they just kept like because he's the willingness to shoot is extremely important like when yeah, josh definitely. green does his like insta pass bullshit it's really painful uh yeah, and, and yeah. at least tim will put up the shot but my god
11: <sighs> oh well well thanks so much for joining you got anything else yeah um uh, i just think that i just hope to see the best players on the floor at the same time. That's all yeah. it is. Well, man, we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, have a good night. All right, you too.
12: Leo, take us home. Uh, you ready to talk a little bit more basketball, Kirk? Sure. Uh, so, I would just want to pick your brain. What did you think about Luca's substitution pattern? Do you think it's because he hasn't gotten enough practice, or is it more I of like, we thing. want to try this out? Think I think so? it's
1: a new thing. Um, and I hope, I hope they keep going with it because – I don't like the 12 minute bursts. The goal for him should be to get in, in, um, Nikola Jokic type shape. Jokic is not particularly fast, but what Jokic did in that finals run was essentially never, ever stop. And it's going to, it to get in that kind of cardiovascular shape takes years. It is not something you do overnight. It takes years. So.
12: And, uh, just to kind of go off of that, like how much of, high looking somewhat like Kai again makes those four minutes in the first quarter not feel so horrible
1: oh it's a completely different ball game like if if he's able to look like a reasonable like he doesn't have to be a superstar but tonight like he's these were these have been two of the rougher Kyrie performances um he's played great in specific segments which allowed them to win but the overall performance i think everyone would say was kind of eh.
12: I mean, tonight, what saved him was his free throws. He went one for three in the fourth. But well, him being three. automatic
1: at the free throw line is simply—it's nice. so important.
12: Well, he played—he he played the twelve-minute quarter for the fourth, which is a bit odd because him and uh, Kai played eleven and thirty-six. Josh played ten oh nine, and then Tim played ten oh four. And then, if you want to know the box score for what Tim shot ten shots came from, it was one for six in the fourth. He had yep. a three, but. I mean, Luca was positive from the free throw line, eight of ten. Is this an outlier, or maybe free throws are good again? I'm I I need something, man.
1: Well, like what what did he shoot tonight from the line? Uh, he was eight of ten, eighty percent. Luca was? Yes, sir. Then maybe I'm just remembering uh, the two that he missed very specifically. But okay, yeah, I'll right take right eight, eight of ten. I'll well, take eight was, of ten.
12: He was four of four from three, four of four from the free throw line. And then everyone else was Kyrie was four of four from the free throw line in the fourth. Josh was three of four from the free throw line. And DP was two of two, scoring 11 points in the fourth quarter. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I mean, but I mean, just to end this and looking forward, if we beat the Grizzlies on Monday, we have two division, we have two in conference, or is it division or is it what do we call it? You call it It division,
1: and division wins are important um there the matt morris talked about this it's it's pretty indicative of how you end up finishing um so so getting getting a lead in the conference would be huge or a division would be huge
12: all right um again that's the end i mean can you imagine going for no facing nuggets for the first trying to fight for the first seed i prefer this over what we did last year
1: absolutely all right right. man thanks for taking us out of here you too all right we've closed out over an hour thanks so much for hanging out uh great dallas mavericks win if you want to head on over to mavsmoneyball.com we've got the number of posts up probably not as many as last week's half our staff was watching the rangers game as i instructed them to uh i am unfortunately uh married to a cardinals fan and she and i'm not really a baseball guy so i, I couldn't fake and act like i uh I, I watch baseball but i'm happy for my rangers fans friends uh please like and subscribe we'll be back on monday night uh with a little bit earlier thank goodness and, you know, feel free to shoot me an email over at podmaverickpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM on Twitter. I talk to everybody because um, basketball is uh, should be fun and experienced together. This has been Kirk Henderson of Pod Maverick and Mavs Moneyball. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, and we will talk to you guys soon. Good night, guys. Go Mavs.
13: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?